0: Welcome to episode 211 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at Season 9, Episode 7, John Doe. The original air date is January 13th, 2002. The IMDb user score is 7.8 out of 10, and the action primarily takes place in Mexico. In the teaser, John Doggett wakes up in some sort of warehouse where someone is trying to steal his shoes and makes off with one of them. Doggett gives chase. When he gets outside, we immediately know we're in Mexico because the film is overexposed, making everything look white. They're using an extra grainy film stock, and there are color filters in place, so the only colors we could see are yellow and brown. This, especially since Soderbergh's traffic, has been Hollywood code for We Are in Mexico. Doggett continues to pursue the man who's got one shoe until the police stop them and they start investigating. The thief claims that John Doggett is the thief. And as this develops, we realize John Doggett doesn't know who he is. In the course of the episode, Doggett is trying to understand his amnesia, who he is, where he comes from. He ends up working with a local criminal group because he really doesn't see other alternatives while investigating his own disappearance. And we find that the rest of the FBI are investigating him too. He was looking for a missing man who disappeared in Texas, and his investigation took him into Mexico. By the time everything is said and done, we find out that there is someone working for the cartel who can steal someone's memories. And this is something they do when people are more trouble dead than alive. Rather than kill them, they just made them forget who they are and then hire them and put them to work. In this case, Doggett kept going back to memories of his son Luke. And that eventually helped him bring all of his memories back with the aid of Agent Reyes when she tracks him down, since Reyes, Scully, and Skinner all do find their way down to Mexico in direct violation of Kirsch's orders. We also learn a little bit of background About Agent Reyes. In this episode, we find why, or one of the potential reasons why she was so fluent in Spanish, as we already knew, she was born and raised in Mexico, which helps her get the trust and information from the locals. The episode was written by Vince Gilligan. We have heard his name many times before. He's got 30 writing credits on the X Files. This is number 28, so we are approaching his final X-Files in the not-too-distant future. Now, this episode also marks the directorial debut of Michelle McLaren. She had previously been working as a co-executive producer on the show and was able to learn a lot, particularly from Chris Carter and Kim Manners, before she got behind the camera for the director's seat. She has since gone on to produce and direct episodes of Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, although she does have The X-Files as her fourth of the best-known credits. She even directed an episode of the series, John Doe. She's got 25 directing credits to her name and is still active today. Personally, I think she actually had a very nice turn for her directorial debut. Now, A lot of the cinematography with filters and things like that, were chosen by cinematographer Bill Rowe, as is common when someone makes their directorial debut on a TV series where you've got very strict timelines, the first time around, at least, the director tends to lean a little bit more on experienced members of the production crew. And Bill Rowe comments that he was directly picking up from traffic. If you haven't seen Steven Soderbergh's Traffic, it's a story about the drug trade, and there are three major sequences or major plot threads, and each of those has its own color filter. So that was pretty extreme. It worked really well. Back then, it was very novel. Now it's not so novel since everybody and his dog has been copying them. Strangely, only when they're doing the shoots in Mexico. Scenes set other places don't have the blue and whatnot. Anyway, uh, Frank Roman plays Domingo Salmeron in this. He's got 39 acting credits to his name, best known for Under Siege 2, Stargate SG-1, Envy, and In-Laws. His most recent credit is Envy from 2004, although his IMDB listings do go back to the 1989 episodes of Santa Barbara and Falcon Crest where he made his debut. Ramon Franco plays Nestor. He's got 68 acting credits to his name, still active today. He's best known for his work in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Heartbreak Ridge, The Bridge, and Tour of Duty. His first credit dates back to 1979 with Boardwalk. Now, Zito Kazan plays Caballero. He's got 86 acting credits to his name, most recently in 2013, which would have put him about 70, so... I suspect he just chose to retire at this point. He is best known for his work in Waterworld, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Red Dawn, and Thirteen Days. His credits date back to a two-part episode of Ironside from 1974. Rene Rivera plays the first cop. He's got 59 acting credits to his name so far. Some of them are still in 2020. He is still active today. He is best known for his work in Enchanted Christmas, Agent X, Chop Shop, and Wild Salome. His earliest credits are from the movie Me and Him from 1988. Now, Eduardo Antonio Garcia plays Mariano Molina here. He's got 29 acting credits to his name. At the time of this recording, his most recent credit is 2018. He is best known for his work in No Country for Old Men, 24, the X-Files, and Ladrón que roba al ladrón, assuming my approximation of Spanish is somewhat palatable. This is actually only his fourth credit. His first IMDb credit was as Colonel Mendez in an episode of the TV series Air America from 1998. Now F.J. Rio also plays cop in this one. He's got 24 acting credits to his name, most recently in 2012. And he is best known for his work in Prison Break, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, The Shield, and Southland. His first credit is as the street tough in the Seinfeld episode The Pledge Drive. Now, Barbara Doggett, who's John Doggett's wife appearing in the flashbacks, makes her first of two appearances in this role in The X-Files. She's actually played by Barbara Patrick, who is the real-life wife of Robert Patrick. So his wife was played by his real wife and named after his real wife. She's got 14 acting credits to her name, most recently in 2002. So out of these rooms, she played Karen shortly after her last appearance on The X-Files. She is best known for her work in Lord of Illusions, The X-Files, The Wizard of Speed and Time, and Eddie Presley. Her credits go back to playing Terry in Behind Enemy Lines in 1987. Zachary and Jacob Handy play Luke Doggett in flashbacks. They've got very similar IMDb profiles. Zach Handy actually only has four credits to his name. Young Edmund in Krippendorf's Tribe was his debut. Then he had roles in Denial and Baby Geniuses. And his role as Luke Doggett is his last IMDb credit. Now, Zach and Jacob are twins, so they do tend to trade off to help maintain the child labor laws and the shooting schedules. So, if we look at Jacob's credits, he's got those same four credits, as well as an episode as a half factory attendant in the series Pretty Darn Funny from 2012. So he's got a fifth credit from about 10 years later. The final member of the guest cast is Bo Kane. He plays Marine Sergeant McCormick, who Doggett contacts when he's trying to figure out his own identity. He is best known for his work in What's Love Got to Do With It? The Rigor, How to Get Away With Murder, and Criminal Minds. 37 acting credits to his name so far. He is still active today. And his first credit is from 1983 in El Norte as a lab technician. So overall, what we have here is an engaging and entertaining episode, even if it does lean a little heavily into the Mexican stereotypes here where you've got, again, the filters that have been so common since Steven Soderbergh's traffic for anything set in Mexico, plus You've got the standard trope of the corrupt police. I don't think I remember seeing anything said in Mexico where the police were not corrupt and nothing but poverty in the peoples. I've never been to Mexico. My government does not recommend traveling to Mexico. I don't know how accurate this is, but when everything shot in a country that size, or every Hollywood production set in a country that size, only gives one view, I can't imagine that we're getting an accurate view. That's everything we have to say about John Doe. Join us again in two weeks' time when we discuss Hellbound. Thank you for listening.